if a beer makes it into, say, the top five, but I haven't heard of that brewery, does it really exist? <laughs> Radio Brews News is proudly presented by Cryomalt. With over 25 years in the field, Cryomalt are dedicated to providing the finest brewing ingredients to help brewers create the foundations of a truly excellent beer. They are your premium brewing partner and they are proud sponsors of Brews News and in particular, Good Brews Week. I am your host, Pete Mitchum, and joining me is Matt Kierkegaard, right opposite. G'day, Matt. We can clink. Hey, hey, let's do, let's do that. Clink our coffee. Still not <laughs> a respectable coffee, yeah. hour for a Long for, blacks, for but at least we're in a glass, so it sounds... It, it, it sounds good. So, uh, yeah, no, from an from a undisclosed location in, in Melbourne. In, uh, in Moorabbin, slash Mordialic, out that way, at the southern end of Melbourne. But uh, good to see you. And, um, oh, look, at the, at the risk of, um, of, of channeling... Eddie Maguire. Matt, what a big week what it's a, been in beer. Well, it, it, it's only been days since I, I saw you, so it, 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 we're uh, getting used to it, spending a bit of time together. But, but when Joe sent the notes through, I looked at him and oh, yeah, just, I've only seen Matt the other day. What was it, the day before yesterday? Oh, the day before that. And then I'm thinking, but hang on, it's, there's just so much has happened. Um, I don't know. And I've had a haircut since then, 11 more haircuts, and it'll be Christmas there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, look, it has been busy. Obviously, we had uh, a big week, which we'll uh, cover off a little bit in our news wrap roundup uh, with the Gab's Hottest 100. And it's fair to say that uh, the more people that get involved, the more opinions um, rise to the surface. There's, I think the, the, the great thing about it is that it really does create chatter. We're talking about beer in a way that we haven't before. And whether it's, uh, you know, throwing barbs or, um, you know, raising glasses to, to, to winners and shit sandwich for a second and all that sort of thing. Yep. It, at least people are talking. It's yep. not like, oh, what do you mean craft beer? You know, we often talk about our first year at the Ecker and people look up at the sign and go, what do you mean what, craft beer? Is that like homebrew or something? Yeah, is that like, homebrew? At, yeah. Least, at least now, it's, you know, it has traction. It, it, it's getting out there. And, you know, look, I, I take it we're going straight into the into the stories of talking about the Hottest 100. Um, and thank you again to Hemingway's. W- weren't they fantastic hosts? And they were absolutely magnificent hosts, Matt. It was like... A, a, I know we said it last week, and it's, it's it's like they covered our cost, but it wasn't like we were being paid to be no, there. No, we're not being paid to be there. Exactly. So our endorsements come from a place of this is a genuinely good place to go, and you know, at the risk of doing the job that you know perhaps far north Queensland tourist bureau should, yeah, should be, be doing, you could do a lot worse than if you if you get up to Cairns, wander down to the wharf, and and spend enough good food, good beer, and, and all that. So, so Bill, and also Yakima Chief Hops, uh, Barrett Person Malt, and Cryer, who sponsor this podcast. Yeah, we we couldn't do it without them. Hopefully, they helped us spread uh, a little bit of uh, beer joy on the weekend uh, with our listeners. But uh, listening back to just quickly, Matt, um, from the guys, uh, Alex, a shout out to Alex and to, to who's the um, marketing. Manager up there, uh, manager up there at, at Hemingways. Um, got a lovely letter from him thanking us for for coming up, and the um, the response has been really great. Like people are just sort of what what was going on there? Like even if they didn't know what the Gab's Hottest One Hundred was, there's at least now an avenue for them to find out. You know, take that next step and go. Oh, okay, so next year I can vote, or you know, whatever it might be. Yep, and the the, the full three hours of the podcast is up. Um, for That's a if, fun listen. If you want to listen, well, you, you know, it's a couple of commutes. Gets a little um, bit loose in the back end. It was pretty tight, actually. When I, when I listened to it, I sort of thought, gee, who are we talking to there? Because it's pretty... You know, we were actually speaking to Hemingway's guys. But um, yeah, so um, go and have a, a listen to it. Um, they've invited us back next year. We've already had people approach us about uh, next year, which is exciting. Not, we don't want to create one of those Dutch auctions where we're playing one off against the other, but there have been several suitors which uh, is interested awesome. in, in hosting us. Yeah, which, and in a lot of places we'd like to go as well. But anyway... Yeah. Um, 
but the results. And yeah, Pete, just to, to your point, um, a lot of a lot of people. It's exciting to see how much people have gotten involved and engaged in the topic. Um, there's part of me that thinks this year the oh that didn't deserve you know to insert flog voice um, to to be number one or you know or anything like that has been stronger this year and look it's one of those hard things because you don't by taking a really hard position against those people is doing exactly what you're criticizing them of because they've got an opinion they've got a strong opinion yep they think they're they're, they're right and to shut them down forgets that you know pete we were very lucky when we first started writing about beer that no one was reading our stuff. You know, we, we, we was, it was half a dozen bloggers. Jeez, it sounds shit when you say it like that. <laughs> well, we, we're going back 13, 14, 15 years um, when, you know, WordPress was first a thing and, um, you know, we were... It was blogspot, I was... I blogspot, was, blogspot, yeah. I was going <laughs> to... Flogspot. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, but, yeah, so so... You know, my, my, my impressions of those days was I'd write something and you would comment on mine and then you'd write something and I'd comment on yours and then there were two or three other people and it, it all grew from that. So fortunately, essentially, no one read it. But when you've got a Facebook group um, that... With, with tens of thousands ten, of... 10,000 people on it. Members. It really magnifies somebody who, you know, is in full full throes of craft beer passion, as we were, um, yep. had very strong opinions, oh, that's not craft beer. Um, and we all made the mistake. So, so the only thing that I do have a strong opinion on is for those people who are voicing really, really strong opinions, realise that you're not strictly speaking right. Um, you know, you've got an opinion, it's, it's relevant and it's real and you can back it and you can justify it and that's fantastic. But you're at a stage in a continuum for your craft beer journey where maybe there will be a time when you do appreciate a really nice, well-made session beer from a business that is inherently sustainable and has a wide reach as being something that, you know, that is a pretty big achievement that is worth being celebrated. Yep. And just on that, Matt, it, it wouldn't kill you guys. If you're going to jump over the fence and and uh, and play in the big boys' playground, um, don't then get upset when your peers perhaps correct you or ask you to justify was there a little bit of that i didn't see yeah there's just there's just a and look it's the usual suspects so, and it's just it's a ball bearing in a tin can being shaken up it's mm. just a lot of a lot of okay. empty noise but they tend to arc up when people call them on well you know i thought you're a bit out of line with that or how yep. do you justify and they get a bit nasty, yeah, but yeah and they do but it, it gives it, luke robertson something to write about each year so look, <laughs> and he does it well i haven't seen it has he done I haven't seen it this year. I haven't yet. seen it yet, no. but it made me, there was a lot of content. There's a lot of content to work to through. through. Yeah. yeah, and and look, for what it's worth, I think good on you, Luke, because this year, like, there's just so much gold. <laughs> like, oh, how can I leave that out? But again, and, and, and you know, look, it, it's very funny, and yeah, we laugh and we, at we, it. We do, but there is there is a huge amount of snark. Um, in its own way, does it does it smack to you, Matt? Of some people out there are kind of trying to keep this craft beer thing to ourselves rather than oh, no. well, share it? Or is it just, um, you know? I'm sure there's a little bit of anything that's popular um, becomes less cool 
because it's mainstream, you know, like yeah. it, and, and, yeah. and, and, and you don't appreciate the, the, um, some of the nuance and subtlety and style. Um, and, you know, look, there, there's, there's no way you can say it and not sound a little bit smug or a little bit superior, which is, is exactly the tone that I, I want to try and avoid because welcome to the tent, you know, wel- welcome to the party. We're glad you've joined us. And if you, you want the most obscure um, beer that nobody's ever heard of, um, there's and a place for you. Th- th- there's a place for you. More, and that's awesome. But also, don't slam anybody else's. Um, and there's that part of me that does wonder whether some of these people are, you know, it, I really bridled. And the, the one comment that I weighed into was when somebody seemed to suggest, oh, you know, Dan Murphy's is bringing in all these people. Imagine if there was a poll that only had craft beer lovers. Um, you know, and I'm going, well, fuck, I think that's pretty much me. I, I think I'm a craft beer lover um, and I've got no problem with that top five. Um, what you're wanting is something that is only for people who have very esoteric tastes. Um, and there is a part of me that thinks that some of the people that are in that part of their journey actually don't have particularly savvy palates or they're, you know, they're after a big hit or it's the esoteric or the, you know, the, the, the small batch nature of it, not necessarily the inherent quality yep. that it excites them. And you know something? That's all right too, but just tone down your um, slamming of other people's. That's it. And, and self-moderation. Sorry, moderation. you were going to say, Pete? I'm going to ask you a question, Matt. Mm. If a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Yes, it does, but it just won't break your foot. <laughs> is, is that where you're going with that? No, completely. I've got no idea what you're talking about there. What I was going to say well, was... Well, if you're not there, if I haven't you're not going to be hurt by the tree falling, but yes... If a beer makes it into, say, the top five, but I haven't heard of that brewery, does it really exist? <laughs> well, I'm glad you... Because I was going to... I, nice throw to it. One of the... I've been down in Victoria doing a bit of a tour. One of the things that has really come is people going, oh, you know, everyone's talking about the hottest 100, which is awesome. Your mates... What's the deal with them? And because I'm from Queensland, Queensland did very, very well. No one's saying it about Ten Toes, which was another little brewery. Um, also on the Sunshine Coast. On the Sunshine Coast. Did sort of so when we, when we talk about your mates, we're not just talking about Queensland. We're not even talking about Brisbane or South East Queensland. Queensland. Sunshine, Coast, Sunshine yeah. Coast. They do get down to Brisbane. Um, but they've really copped a pasting um, and... As a result of the pasting that they've got, referred to some of previous vlogs we just spoke about, they're not all vlogs, but yeah, I'm trying to really strike a measured tone because then we don't join that same True. Uh, band. Um, but the discussion about your mates has also hurt the poll, where people are saying the poll has been game, the poll's been rigged, the idiots are voting in the poll if this beer, um, and. I look at it the opposite. This because we, we know the security measures that the Gabs guys put in place to try and stop anyone gaming, and, and we're and privy to some of the stuff that perhaps the the general public is not because they don't want people knowing how, how they spot, so that you can yeah. so you can work around it. So, but they are very aware of some of the tricks, and you can't game the system without being caught. Well, you'd, you'd hope so, yeah. But, but we know that they're really making a real effort to, and they are mm. aware that polls like this can be hurt by being gamed. But the thing about the the, the your mates result is they are actually a really big 
thing in their little community. Um, they're making, you know, they're, they're making beer that is as good as anybody else on the coast. You know, so they're making yep. good beer that a lot of people are loving. Great venue. They're, I, I've always found their brand a little bit, um, you know, like it's just that little amateur. Cartoony. Cartoony. But, you know, they're but, but cartoony. But you look at cartoon, uh, you look at, say, uh, Mornington Peninsula Brewery with, you know, with their, uh, the first... Uh, you look culture, at kaiju, you know, kaiju, kaiju, perfect, which yeah. are a very professional, stylized cartoon. Whereas this is, um, but it fits. It fits their narrative. It, it fits it their fits, narrative. You know what? It's your mates have got a brewery. Everyone's welcome. Uh, we were fortunate enough, uh, as I think I mentioned on a, a podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, fortunate enough to be invited. But we happened to be up on the Sunshine Coast at the time. At the time, they were doing their like a launch party yep. of their their new venue. Um, and the the thing that really struck me was that there was no demographic. There was no, you know, th- their family was there. There were friends there. There were people, you know, from the industry who were there. Uh, it was just a a, a, na- a general genuinely natural great vibe mm. in the place. And I can see how people are engaged with them. Yeah. And yep. which, A, is what we want craft beer to be. Yep. Craft beer holds itself out as being about community and about engagement and about people. And, and it's also brand. what will get you high, like a good opportunity to score well in, a, in something like yep. the Hottest 100 poll. Yep. And you you're know, not the first ones to do it. If you've got a thousand people in your community and every one of those thousand vote because they're engaged... Um, not because you've bribed them, not because you've sent out a mail out. Those guys had no resources to drop on this more so than just emailing their mailing list. And yeah. people are engaged in their brand. And that is what the Hottest 100 is all about. And that is absolutely what we should be celebrating in craft beer, not going, I've never heard of them in Melbourne. Yeah. They must be a shit beer. And I hope Christian and the guys take that on board and don't don't let the, the negatives... Well, I, I spoke to Kristen yesterday, um, and they are feeling you know, a little bit... You know, on one hand, they're going, this is the best day of our lives. But then somebody's going, oh, you, you oh, game the system and stuff like that. And, 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 yeah, yeah, pop your balloon. Yeah. And you, so, so you really feel for them in that sense, because they are exactly what we want in the craft beer industry um, in terms of creating... That's it. All they don't the make the, the most out there, um, you know, sort of innovative or, mm. or uh, groundbreaking boundary pushing beers. They don't have the reach beers. of stone and wood. No. They, they also don't have hype in the sense of hype. They have just got this ridiculous enthusiasm for what they do yeah. that is infectious. That rubs um, off, yeah. Yeah. And so, so it, which is different to hype. Like, they're, they're not sort of standing at the rooftops. They're just standing on, on you know, out front of the house going, gee, I love this. Before we move on to our next story, uh, just quickly, we you often want to say, and it's possibly one of your, along with the Bintang effect, it should be trademarked and put on a t-shirt. <laughs> Independence matters until it doesn't. <laughs> until it doesn't. Uh, what did you think of this year in terms of that? Because we saw uh, Four Pines pretty much drop and remember that they are the current holders of the AIBA champion Australian beer. Mm-hmm. And that, that Schwarz beer was absolutely magnificent. Yep. On point executed technically absolutely brilliantly and it was a, it was a beautiful beer so there's that but it, but they've kind of you know really dropped away considering in the first four or five polls certainly before they sold they were always three or four in the top 20 or top 25 mm. or so um with their core range and then again with their uh every now and then with the, with the seasonal given how much the uh their pacific ale has and this is the Four Pines Pacific Four Pines Ale, Pacific Ale. Um, has, has popped up. And I've seen it replacing the Pale Ale or the Kolsch or the Draft in the ALH pubs the times that I go and visit them. I'm thinking, oh, okay, they're really pushing the Pacific Ale. 
yet that didn't really sort of get as high as what I thought. And somehow the, the pale ale got higher. But they've certainly dropped. Bolter, again, I think there was... Like, why wouldn't it have been number one? Only that, because the beer hasn't changed, the, the, the way they oh, go about the business hasn't undoubtedly changed. Undoubtedly a backlash that took the cream off the top of the coffee. Yeah. Um, but it's a big enough beer, um, enough people invest in it, people who aren't right into the independence thing. It says so um, much about the quality of the people behind Bolter and therefore the beer that they're producing that they haven't seen the drop that Creatures, Feral, yep. Four Pines. They Mountain had a Goat. record number of beers in the top 100 for any brewery, I believe. Yeah, I, I think I and the highest that. number of individual votes. Uh, highest number of individual votes. Um, and yeah. and that was with, a, high, that was with a, a marketing campaign that basically said, vote for anyone. And, Just, and Pirate Life, Life <laughs> dropped out completely. Gone. Gone. And, yeah. you know, so I, I don't know that you can take too much out but, about but then Feral jumped back in. Feral jumped back in. And so I don't think you can take uh, too much about, out about independence itself when you look at the, uh, those movements. It does come down to beer. Um, it comes down to engagement. And, I mean, I just get... The, there's a whole other conversation that we can probably have around this because I look at... Um, I think we talked about the podcast before Christmas um, just about, you know, when once Bolter entered the stable... Um, suddenly that put the pressure on Pirate Life and uh, Four Pines because they're competing for the contracted tap points. Um, and you know, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of... If the Asahi sale goes through and suddenly you've got Mountain Goat and Green Beacon, that's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out in the, in, in, in the marketplace because you, you've already talked about um, Four Pines and uh, Pacific Ale. You can say whatever you want that our business isn't going to change, but when your earnout is based on volume sales, um, you know, and you've got sales meetings, um, Pacific Ale is targeting that name is targeting Stonewood Pacific Ale, yeah, and it's giving venues the original, Pacific the original Ale. Pacific Ale, um, quote unquote, and you know that's hurt. That, that's got to be hurting the brand when Four Pines well, can make beers like the, the. Well, it has to. If 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 nothing else, even if it if if it's not potentially you're looking at your future down the track. So you 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 have to change something now that you perhaps mm. would have let happen organically. So it might be that you have to drop some of your uh, limited releases, or you have to concentrate more have, of your marketing budget on fewer brands. Because you're you're now competing, you know, against your brothers and sisters. Yeah, and, and we, we've seen that you know a business like CUB will eat its young. Um, they don't care. Like it's the, the the volume sales that any one of those breweries individually gets is a drop in the ocean. Um, and you know, to some extent, they'll acquire a brand rather than compete against it. Um, just go and see. Uh, you know, if, if you look at the the Virgin Lounge, if, if you're a Virgin, if you're yep. a lounge member, or you guys have seen, you, you see how quickly. You know, one well, week. Pirate Life's already been replaced there by Four Pirate, Pines. Pirate Life has got the cans on the plane. Um, Four Pines is in is in the lounge, the lounge. on tap. Yeah. Um, you've got <laughs> Fat Yak, you know, Wild Yak, and things like that. Um, and I, I, I've got no idea how those deals are done, but it, it, presumably they're going to have to make room for Bolter. It's a little bit at you some know, point or other. Um, the, 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 none of the decisions are made around building a brand presence. Um, none of it is about um, you know building brand integrity and brand value because Four Pines, is, as I said, has gone from the you know, fancy European cinema to the backpackers, um, which is a, a venue proposition. Um, and so it's a one thing that when you sell your brand, 
you can just say that we, you know, these guys have learned from their past mistakes. Um, you know, we're smart. We negotiated a better deal. But ultimately, you've sold your business. Um, you don't control your brand anymore. Um, yep. and, and, and some of those wider things, more so than independence, are what I see flowing into the, the hottest 100 where you know, Pirate Life drops out or Four Pines. But then Feral um, is making some just amazing beers that are creating yep. a lot of yep. interest and, and a lot of hype. And Bolter has yet to have really seen that. But isn't it funny, as we, uh, as we wrap up our uh, chat about the Gab's hottest 100 for... 2019 uh that the um you know the marketing meetings at cub uh dare i say it coming down to a bit of a popularity contest (laughs) well and 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 possibly so you know pirate life i didn't really see them rallying the troops at all bolter said hey we're just happy to be in in the competition vote for your favorite if you like um that's right four pines did campaign pretty hard yep um And, uh, and, and, you know, so, so they went for it because they, they appreciate the, the, the value of those sorts of things. Um, it's so another game. Anyway, uh, now, uh, final list under um, you had one job. Matt, talk us through the uh, empty esky. Oh, campaign. right. <laughs> I got it. Matt I and Alistair Robbie from The Post Project uh, heading off to do, oh, we'll do the empty esky thing and uh, record some podcasts. Uh, initially, we're all going to go together. I was unable to make it. I'm going up next week again with Al to yep. do the video version of what you've just done. And I get the first call I get, hey, Pete, guess what we forgot? No, we, we didn't forget anything. We, we you means, forgot to take the esky. No, it wasn't me. I, I turned up at the airport. Um, you know, I wasn't going to fly down at the airport. But anyway. No, um, anyway, look, talk us through the um, your, your, uh, look, high country brewery tour. Everyone is looking how we can support uh, the industry. Um, you know, there are so many amazing things uh, going on in terms of fundraising. We've got the resilience beer. We've got all of the tap takeovers. We've got the... Um, that you know we wanted to do something as well and i've made a couple of donations on behalf of you know all of the team at bruce news um and we're supporting everyone else's but we do our little road trip so we decided to take a road trip um out to one of the areas that's affected up in the high country um squeaky chair so sorry sorry listeners if you're hearing a squeak i'll try and not rock um because the the thinking was that if, if we do something that we're going to do anyway but focus on the breweries that are affected and then over the next, like our Sunshine Coast um, road trip, we had six weeks of content. And so just over the six weeks, we can tell the stories of the, the, the breweries out in that area and remind people um, to get out and spend, you know, spend with them and um, take your empty esky on, on a weekend and fill. Because the, the key message, I think, Matt, is that we talk about affected breweries. It's not necessarily, you don't need to be either smoked out or burnt out or, uh, you know, God forbid, have, have your business destroyed. Um, but it's the fact that the, the timing is at the point at which most of these uh, regions and the communities that, that uh, rely on them um, get a, a fair chunk of their uh, annual revenue. Mate, I was absolutely... And I knew that instinctively, which is why I liked the idea of the um, you know, empty esky campaign and the spend with them. But when you're actually out there and hearing the stories of just how the flow-through goes... Um, You've got, you know, breweries at, you know, the January school holiday periods, um, you know, between New Year's Day and Australia, Australia Day, for example, yep. they can easily be 30, 40% of their annual trade mm. just in one week. And if you're closed for two weeks, um, bang, there's your cream that gets you through the lean periods yep. gone. Um, and so that was really, really... But, when they started talking about it, so you've got you know a, a small little brewery um, like uh, King River, King River yep, uh, Brewing, yep. and they closed, and you know they had to sort of they're, they're casuals, 
um, I, I don't get paid for that period. Um, and they're really sweating on that. And then she said, yeah, and we phoned the musician said, we don't need you to come in Saturday, thinking, oh, it's just, you know, like one gig. That musician was also booked for that week through, you know, Bright and Bridge and Beechworth and, you know, all of that, all of that region doing a different pub gig every night. So it's only one gig at um, King River or, you know, Bright or Maltshed, but it's their entire two weeks that's gone. Yeah. And it was when we got up to Brighton speaking to... Uh, Scott Brandon? Yeah, sorry, Scott Brandon. Sorry, <laughs> so many uh, breweries we visited. Uh, Scott Brandon, um, and he, you know, he said, said, you know, we really try and put on permanence, and so they were okay, but of course that's harder on their business then because they're carrying their... You've got to pay people to not be there and pay, not be productive, and you're not making the beer that then all bring in the sales in. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why costs. casuals are often desirable because if you can't open, you don't have to pay them. Yeah. But there's this big flow-on effect because the casuals are often backpackers or transients so they go where the work is and so when um scott phoned around to try and get as many of his casuals they've moved on um work and hat tip to hpa took on two of bright's casuals um but then when everyone's moved on it was interesting speaking to hpa now's the time that they're starting to think about their harvest period and starting to look at getting the backpackers in for their um, short-term workforce a lot of those people have left. And so now they need to lure people back into the region. And something like sitting under the trees at Bright and you sort of think, what fire? You know, because it is exactly gobsmackingly beautiful. Yeah. We yeah. drove the, the, the length of the... Um, Great Alpine Road. Alpine Road. Didn't see a, a blackened stump mm. um, from the current thing. And yet these businesses are really, really hurt. Um, actually, the other thing, that you notice, so these businesses themselves are saying, "Oh yeah, look, you know, twenty percent, thirty percent of our um, trade was lost when we closed." And now they've all got tip jars out, um, you know, raising tips Isn't for the rural fire brigade. They've donated kegs yep. to doing karma kegs um, and other yeah, people, yeah, because and you sort of go, oh, God. and that's how closely intertwined these businesses are. Their community. Uh, when we were up at Bright, um, I commented um, two bays were on. They don't do a, um, a gluten-free, gluten-free yep. beer. Yep. They've got two bays in. Without a phone call, without you know a request, without anything, two bays cancelled their last two accounts. Yep. Um, yeah. Just guys, you know... Right. On us. On, on us. Yeah. And you know, that, that's the sort of thing you think is just amazing. So, you know, hat tip to, to two bays. They've made nothing of, of this thing, so hopefully they don't mind us uh, saying. Scott made a point of uh, mentioning it, and that's what we're seeing. These businesses are hurting, but they're also so conscious of their community um, that, yep. that's hurting. So, yeah. And it's important to, to realise that in the same way that the that the bush regenerates, it does it does recover. It is it is very resilient. Um, so are the you know the, the people up there are a fairly hardy stock. And and whilst there's there's a lot that they're going to have to to go through, um, they will need our support. And it's a great way. I think uh, you guys having done this um, is a great way to highlight. Once school goes back, maybe if you haven't booked your Easter mm. holidays yet, have a look there. Or if you if you get a, a cha- you know a long weekend or a, just a weekend away where you can take a Friday off, um, pop up and, and and visit these areas. Buy the stuff that you would normally buy, you know, down here in town. Mm. Um, and, and and we talked too about you know obviously 
focus on the brewery side of things, but the you know the wineries, the cheesemakers, the butchers, the, the motels, bakers, the motels, motels just and caravan parks yep. who have who have taken a fair hit as well. Thirty thousand people in Bright, so it's a population. I can't remember exactly the figures, but Bright's population permanently is about two and a half, three thousand people. Over that period, when you've got the campgrounds full and things like that, there are thirty thousand people. Yeah. They're all kicked out. Yeah, um, yeah. And they couldn't get in, or had to be evacuated, or saw the news and thought, okay, well, I won't go up there. People are cancelling for Easter already, and, and, and that's you know. So the, the the news coverage was great for highlighting the issue, but you know when you're getting phone calls in Brisbane or emails from Brisbane from your friends overseas, going, I hope you I hope you're okay. And you're going, you're, yeah, it's a little bit down the road from us um, where the fires are, like 2,000 kilometres. But people are cancelling their Easter holidays um, because they're worried that they're going to be going through it. And it is just beautiful, deeply affected, but they are open for business. Actually, Prof, just before we move on to the next thing, I'd, yep. just on that, um, when you're driving around and you're speaking to these small breweries that are affected, but they're worried about the other people and are going out of their way to make sure that everyone else is okay, you see... Um, you know, on social media and Facebook, you sort of see VB, you know, has got a, CUB has got a big campaign with VB at the moment where I think they've given a thousand kegs or something away. And, you know, on, on, on one hand, you know, a charity doesn't care where the money comes from or how it's whatever, you know, charity flows and, yeah, and, and right. good on them for, for, for doing something. But when you see what these people that are actually affected are doing completely selflessly just to help people out and you look at something that, actually smacks more of a marketing campaign a brand building campaign for vb um there's just that little bit of bad taste in your mouth particularly when you're speaking to the breweries you say oh you know is is the local pub got your beer on oh no they've they've got a contract and the thing there's a lot of a lot of breweries around that area they're the only place their their venue is the only place you can get those beers and you're thinking hang on you can't get more local than this surely the local pub could put and, you know, you, you know my feelings about contracts and yeah. stuff like that, that, you know, that there is a business case and, and things yeah. that you can yeah. un- understand. But they're the times that you really realise that, you know, the, the, the very strong contracts are a dead hand on the industry because if you can't stock your local beer in addition to beers from um, CUB or Lion or whoever, um, then that's bad for the community because these guys are big employers in the community um, and those sorts of things. But... Then when you see a crisis like this and you know, you've got something that is more about brand than it is about issue awareness or, or whatever, that leaves a bad taste. And I would much rather see, you know, see, and I think it would be a much more sincere gesture if... Do our friends at CUB still listen to us? Is there well, anything well, we could... Well, I, I, I don't, because I'm not picking on them, but you know, no, v, no. VB is probably the biggest campaign that I've seen. And so that was the but thing with great that, power comes great responsibility. With And yeah, you sort of think, well, you know, whatever you raise for those thousand kegs is a drop in the bucket. Um, and it's, there are communities that are deeply networked as you see here. And you know, I, I would much rather, I, I think it would be a much more generous gesture and a much riskier gesture if you know they sort of um, you know released a tap, um, you know in fire affected areas, okay, so not, not their, nationally or anything like their that. Contracted venues just release one tap, one tap to a local um, to to a local craft yeah. So say guys, you know just put on the beer from the guys down the road. I know they're our competition, and just just for a month, two months, just you know let people know that they're there. It would be nothing in terms of sales, but you know it, it, it and it, and it's risky. Because yeah. you know they might, and logistically it might. Well, no, I suppose it's it could be as simple as one email. So if just, somebody, just, if one of our just, friends at CUB is, if you are in a fire affected region and you've got a brewery nearby, yeah, no, it's, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not, um, 
brand specific. Yeah. It's just one brand has been really, really visible Prominent, on social media yeah, and stuff yeah. like that that makes it look like a branding exercise. You know, it's CUB Water um, when they're releasing water so it's branding the business this is vb is is the one that i'm uh, i've seen a lot of while i've been driving around don't so made it very real but um you know just send a letter out to saying look i know we've got these commercial arrangements but just for a month if you've got a local brewery um in your your region give them a hand um and look yes you might be introducing people to a competitor's beer but we keep hearing how good your beer is um and how good the big brewers beers are so you'll you win up back. against any competition and, you know, who but it also is? does highlight, Matt, uh, that we've spoken about before, but this really is writ large um, that good good beer people are good people. Um, and, and the hub of the community yep. used to be the local brewery. We're now coming back to that, I think, with the, particularly with, with smaller breweries uh, operating out of these rural towns, um, that it is, it's a bit of a touch point. It's a, it's a meeting point. It's a, an information point. It's, um, you know, the local publican hears all the gossip. You know, because people don't go to the post office as much anymore. You know, we we do so much online. So Mm. the the publican in these small towns is often the one who, I know a bloke who needs a hand. I know a bloke who can help you out. I know a bloke who's got some spare, you know, hay, whatever it might be, or a spare paddock. Yeah. But I mean, because these guys are doing it tough. You know, yep. they, they with their hospitality venues, they they don't have the national distribution that yep. a CUB has. So um, to, to to carry them, and so having that, you know, for two months, three months in 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 the um, local area, just gives them that little bit of you know helps even. So you know, hashtag challenge challenge set hashtag release a tap release a tap. All right, done. We'll have to just write that down and read it out so it can't, it can't be like misinterpreted or anything. Hashtag release, release a tap. A tap. No, know. release a tap could work. If it, maybe one of our listeners might have Phil a better Esky, idea. Spend with them, release a tap. Release There's a your tap. hashtags. Done and done. And uh, before we head off to, just while we're, we're thanking people, uh, we should, uh, special thanks to Convoy Kegs for their help in... Uh, Absolutely, yeah. No, in um, getting uh, bruise news out there on the road. Um, so you've got... You've got podcasts five, recorded. five or six uh, recorded. And again, the, the podcasts aren't about the fires because we wanted to go out and we barely touch on during the, the podcast. It's about King River. So Nathan and Brianna, yep. what's your story? How did this brewery come to be on this old tobacco farm? Just talking about that as we would any other. But, you know, we're, and before their episode, we'll just touch in and see how touch, you know, about base with them and see, and there'll just be a little bit of an intro. Um, and it just gave us a chance to get out there and just remind people you've got these breweries up in the high country. If you've got a free, if you've got a free weekend, if you're looking at your Easter holidays, they could really, and it and will have a much yeah. bigger multiplier than any thing. That's that you, the most important point, Matt, because, you know, right now everyone's, you know, as we record this today on uh, Thursday the 30th, we've got kids going back to school, people yep. are now back at work. There's not going to be nearly as much uh, coverage in the media. So it's, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, we hope that in our little way, we can just plot, you know, drop a, a subtle reminder uh, in the weeks to come when we release these uh, podcasts mm. that, you know, the empty esky... Spend with them, still going. Actually, the, the, the one thing I'll say is that, so we were driving out, um, wanting to sort of say, hashtag spend with them and stuff like that. Every brewery we went to, oh, look, here's a six pack for you. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not how it works. I need to buy this. I need to buy you a stubby cooler. I need, I need to, to literally to put my money where my beer goes. <laughs> and it was convoy kegs that gave us the the, the, the the cash to sort of get out and have the night's accommodation and stuff like that. So yeah, we, we do thank convoy kegs and, uh, and thank you. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was quite embarrassing. So, 
Now, Matt, you mentioned uh, HPA, and whilst they have not been adversely affected at this point in terms of the product, uh, and they anticipate that the harvest will go ahead, they'll be able to maintain uh, or uh, satisfy all their, their contract ag- oh, agreements. I, I can't guarantee that, only because there is you know, so, such demand for um, galaxies and things like that. But they didn't lose any. Um, the, there's no, no smoke effect of the, the wineries really badly affected yeah um but hops apparently don't pick up the, the the smoke so did you see the stat that i put out yesterday that i don't think the um ovens valley you know where yep. ross trevor is got down to about 50 hectares of hops um at the nadir um of the the, the industry and i'm trying i think it's 480 hectares under hops now um, of which a shed load of that is is galaxy, it's galaxy yeah, and 110 of that is new and hashtag thank a craft brewer. Well, and yeah, so when you think because of- uh, Tim Lord um, and OJ down at uh, at HPA in at the Derwent Valley in um, in Hobart mm. say the same thing. So you know this this industry, this hop industry, was kind of on its ass end if it wasn't you know, until the interest in yep. new varieties and you know, and, true craft and beer. flavor, not bitterness. So when it was commodity hops, and that's another reason you know release a tap because these guys are buying hops that you know are grown locally and you know you've got casuals and yeah so anyway yep uh but, um, sadly uh it's not the same story for ryefield hops in um new south wales are a fledgling hop grower i think they're in their second or third year but this was the the harvest that was going to kind of i guess establish the business and start to literally pay back some of that hard work. Yeah. Um, they've lost their entire season's crop um, and, and it, due to both drought. drought and then the effects of, and the, the, fires, of the bushfires. Yeah. Um, again, we talk about resilience. They're hopeful that, uh, you know, with the support of, of, this, of the craft beer community, that they can get back. But, geez, it's a big kick in the guts. And I think I saw that they posted, I think $10 bought a rhizome, I think, when I saw. Um, yeah, I read that somewhere. Um, so ten dollars bought a rise up, and I think they said that they had generated enough to buy eighteen hundred rhizomes. So that you know, great to see the the, the beer community get behind them. Um, mm. And yeah, um, really. But really unlike exciting. unlike the you know the brewers, you can't just oh we'll just make a beer. It's like well we'll just grow some hops. Well it's like you know, it's a couple on, of years. This time well, next when you plant year, them, the year after. Yep. I hope it's they three take. years until they fully come in. And, and there's no necessary. There's not necessarily um, you know evidence that the. The drought's not going to break anytime soon. It's eight or so yep. years now, I think. Yep. Um, so, yeah, look, we, we really do wish them all the best. And um, it's, it's, it's worth noting, yeah, that uh, whilst a lot of um, the brewing community has sort of re- you know, reported in to say, yeah, look, we, we, we dodged a bullet. We were actually quite lucky. You know, the other side of the hill burnt or, you know, we had to evacuate, but, but the brewery's mm. okay. Um, that these guys are one example of, um, you know, where... where it didn't do so well. Interesting uh, article. Luke Robertson wrote an article for Good Beer Hunting. Good Beer Hunting, yep. Um, speaking to Nathan and Browner and also Stu uh, Whitecross. Stu Whitecross, yeah. From Friend Voyager Mall. Um, and it, it was interesting. You know, they didn't have fires, but the smoke meant that he couldn't run the kiln because they suck air in from in, outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, so unless you want to make a shit tonne of Ralk malt. Ralk malt. And I, I was actually thinking, well, actually, maybe just sort of one small batch of... Resilience malt. Well, just a just a malt that is you know. So anyone who wants to use a bushfire um, smoke yeah. for their rout beer, 
Um, and I know Stu listens, so it's, it's probably too late, and hopefully there won't be any, be any more smoke around. But I was just thinking, well, maybe just sort of you know run one small batch and do a you know a bushfire smoke affected beer, and this is how all your beers going to taste like. If that's it, uh, if wife sends you lemons, make lemonade. If it sends you smoke, make smoke beer. Bruce Vegas, twenty twenty. Yep, get the program has programs out, so get out there. Brisbane's you know it's Brisbane's could be a week. Um, very, you know, really run by a team of, um, you know, ragged volunteers. Um, but it's very passionate and very dedicated. And it's interesting that this year's Hottest 100 results um, really shows how parochial, um, you look at the, the, the numbers of beers, the number of breweries, um, and the the way that uh, Queensland breweries were, were promoted through the, in the lead up to, and, the, and then the results that they got, really does show, because people are saying, oh, what, what's happened to Melbourne? What's happened to Sydney? I think... Melbourne and Sydney are a very obviously a very different market, but I think part of it is we're lucky enough to have beers that come in from all over the country. So we're not necessarily going, oh, I want to vote for ABC Brewery mm. because it's a Melbourne brewery or because it's my local brewery. I think we think in Melbourne and I think in Sydney as well a little bit more about the beers that we really enjoy because we're, we're spoiled. It really does highlight, I think, just how um, galvanised Queensland is um, and how unlucky they are to not necessarily get some of the beers that, that we take for, for granted. So there is that feeling that, you know, we're, we're strong because we're parochial. Mm. And look, really good point because at the on the podcast, on the 100, uh, Hottest 100 Countdown podcast, I did talk about, you know, that the areas that have beer tours, for example, um, are yeah. do, doing a little bit better. And you know, as, as I thought about that, you know, it is community um community is strength um for 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 the industry and brisbane does have a very strong because we looked longingly at what was going on in um perth and melbourne initially there was this banding together of like-minded individuals and bar owners and things like that to really support craft beer and local craft beer and 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 that has stuck in so you know whereas um good beer week is much more of a nationally focused event um that draws people in 100 and uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's one of those little funny, hard to define, hard to quantify. But you know, community is strength, and you know, another reason why local breweries in an area, because there are all of these hidden connections um, between people that they feel part of something, they feel engaged, and if that motivates them to get out and vote um, for a, for a local brewery, you know, even in a, I saw a stat that Brisbane's population or Melbourne's population is the population of Queensland. Um, so it's not just yeah, and Queensland's like four times the size physically, yeah. of, you know, geographically of, yeah. of Victoria. So and we, we talk, we've we've asked for our independence slogan and things like that, and you know we don't take a position about independence on on, on the podcast. We've got um, you know, but if, if I was building a slogan around independence, community is strength, and yeah. you know it, it, it's that independence and being part of the community and being owned in, in the community as opposed to selling into the community um hashtag release a tap um <laughs> so, uh, no. yeah, that sounds good that's catching on i've yeah. heard that somewhere before yeah. anyway so yeah so um so maybe maybe there is something to that strong yeah. communities uh, strong hottest 100 results so get out um so brisbane citywide festival as we say bruce vegas um takes place in march march over 10 days it's the same week as ibd, IBD in perth yeah. yep. um but I'm sure it'll still um, still well, carry it, on. Absolutely, it will be. Uh, full listing of events will be available at the official program launch, which is a free event at uh, Brewski on Feb 6. 
And then the uh, event listings will hit the Bruce Vegas website on Feb 7. So get out there and plan your week, your 10-day week. Um, that's it for the news side of things, Matt. I think we might hold off because uh, we're, we're we're remote today. You're like you know, yep. Flying out this afternoon, so you've got to get to. You've got to bail. Yep. Um, but we just thought, oh look, you know, I'll drive out, catch up with you, and um, some friends of ours have been very kind to to lend us an office uh, that we can record from um, in relative peace and comfort. It's, it's beautiful. So sorry to all of the people that have commented and uh, written in. We'll hold over um, for for another week, but please. We don't. shall do. Now, here's the thing: if you're going to, perhaps you can't release a tap because you know you've, you've already booked a release and a schedule. Shelf. Maybe you get a shelf, <laughs> but then you go, oh, but there's nothing to tell my uh, my patrons. You make a good point. Uh, you know that it's this is part of the um, you know resilience program or, or the uh, spend with them program. Mm. One way I can think of, Matt, that you could uh, get around that would be to call Rowling's Labels, Stickers and Packaging. Yeah, good uh, idea, You Pete. could call, from memory, uh, 1300 852 235 uh, and the guys up there would be able to uh, organise a small run. So you could say, oh, well, here's the beers we've got at the moment. You can still have that, that branding mm. and everything, but just put a little bit of an extra if logo on it. you want to say, you know... You could even put a clear all sleeve. All the proceeds from this beer um, are yeah. going to this fundraiser and just in a small batch... Rallings would certainly be able to help you. I hope the boys have, uh, speaking of casual workforce, they might have to put a few people on if they, uh, if they get a heap of calls. Well, I do know that Hemingway's, uh, Hemingway's got on to Rallings through listening to uh, the podcast. They did, yeah, by listening to the podcast. There hashtag Spottersfeet. Um, hashtag insert your cartel. message we will, here. We will be, I think we're up to about a slab now. I think we're going to have to send out a slab to... Uh, uh, oh, no, because well, we, we still, um, I mean, yeah, we can still do letters of the week. We, yeah, we even still, if we don't read them out, somebody will still still gets, be looked after. Yeah. But obviously we need to uh, call them out so or have their have an address. Um, we don't want everybody... One thing I will ask our listeners to do, um, and yep, going on about the Hottest 100, so we had our live stream, and that was on MixLR that has the chat room. Yes. I just naturally assumed that everyone would listen to it on MixLR because it had the chat room. A lot of people were listening through the, the link elsewhere, um, but then the discussion was going through the Facebook group. Um, you know, so there was yeah. as much happening there. Um, so listeners, just and, and just this is a little bit of um, you know consumer feedback um, to us, so we can plan next year. If you just wouldn't mind dropping us a note, um, either on the on the Facebook group or in in email. Let us know how you listen to it and how you would like to listen to it. Um, do, do you want to engage with the others on, on the group through a chat room or do you just listen and do other things? Just so when we're thinking of next year how we put our thing together, package together. do you want to listen yeah. and then have a discussion on Facebook, which isn't really set up for that sort of thing, but there were some great side chats going on there. So and then let, let, let us know how you listen to it how you want to listen to it and how you want to engage if you want to engage just so we can start thinking about well this is what we need to do to be better next year yeah because look i think it was um when we look at the numbers across the various channels and the way that people listened um and there's got to be some way we can get you know in terms of our uh, our apple or google analytics ratings if for example because i know that uh for example uh stone and wood had Mm. our feed going through there at the brewery oh did they so if they had a thousand people Oh, and you can't measure it. No, so, yeah. yeah, so so there was... We should be able to just write in and say, here's our numbers. Yeah. 
extrapolated. People who listen to it, listen to it. People who need to listen to it. You know, it's, it's not about numbers. It's about. It might not have been Stone and Wood. Who were we talking? About? Uh, somebody we were talking about who said, "Oh, we had it on at the brewery." Yeah, no, a lot. A lot of people said that. So, like yeah. the the, the but, was, My point anyway. being, we certainly had lots of engagement. Plenty of people were listening. So it shows that. Hey, look, we're we're doing our best to try to improve the 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 package that we deliver. We have a lot of fun doing it. It's a lot of hard work, mm. but I love the fact that uh, breweries want us to to come and and host the event and build something in their community around it. But we need your help, listeners, to uh, to work out how we uh, give you the best value for the time spent because a big part for us is we don't want to own we 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 don't feel the need to own the um the method of distribution so we don't care whether you want to listen on facebook or mixlr none of you know we don't want to have the bruise news app and try and um, force people to go to us we want people to be able to access our content where they want to access How it, it and that, that's that's what we want to know and we just want to make sure that we put the resources into putting it into the channel that you want to so please give us we really do value your feedback and uh, you, you, your insights about how you use the content that we we do content we don't do distribution yeah exactly uh, so on that note thank you to all of our listeners uh, who did listen in thanks for all your kind words regarding our hottest 100 and the, the stuff that we do uh, the rest of the year stay tuned over the next five six weeks for some really great content that Matt has been able to record I'm popping up to the high country as to well to do some video content to do some well, yep. video to, to sort of uh, link in with that and uh, catch up with a few that were unavailable at the time um, but until then we shall see you all for the next episode of Good Brews Week thank you very much Matt thank you Pete Safe travels back. Thank you very much. And I'll see you again shortly. And uh, thank you very much to all our listeners. Uh, drink well, drink fresh, drink local, and uh, take an empty esky. And we're out. Don't forget, if you like what we do here at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You'll find details in the show notes. You can also review us on iTunes or whatever your favourite podcasting service happens to be. Let us know what you think and help others find and discover our shows. Finally, you can tell us what you think about what's going on in the beer industry by emailing us at producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive in return, as by way of thanks, a Brews News bottle opener. And thanks to our very good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of great Australian beer. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because, as you may have heard, beer is a conversation.